Welcome to uh, Fright Central uh, podcast, where uh, I cover all things horror. Um, just a little bit about the podcast, real quick. Uh, I plan to cover everything horror related, whether it's horror comedy, horror sci fi, you know, all aspects of horror, including uh, not just movies and TV shows, but video games, comic books, you know, the works. And I'll be uh, listing events that come up along the way as well. And, um,. Uh, my first guest today is an old friend of mine, uh, Brandon Keck. Uh, Brandon, how you doing today? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me. Good. And uh, give us a little background about uh, yourself, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Some background about myself, like, you know. Like how about, we, uh, like, you know. Like, about my life, and, <laughs> like, you know, because, like, some of that might not be fit for this cast. <laughs> um, you mean, like, uh, my choice in movies? Yeah, horror, like, yeah, yeah. How'd you, like get, that, uh, how'd you get into car, you, I guess? You know, should, should I talk about, like, my time in the mental hospital? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, that could be keyed in the horror. But, um, no, um, my name's Brandon. Um, you know, uh, Kevin's a longtime friend of mine he asked me to do this uh cast with him because um in the past we have spent copious amounts of time together um watching all different kinds of film um not only horror but uh horror seems to uh have been something that uh kevin has uh, more gravitated upon and uh you know i enjoy it uh myself and uh if i remember you worked for fangoria at one point right yeah, and when they start like to do that. their TV uh, thing after film school, it was just an intern job for like the summer, pretty much. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot yeah, of fun. I got to travel mean, places it, and meet it, people. It, it like, was something yeah. that draws you more into the horror yeah. uh, genre. But I mean, we and, actually, you know, you know, like worked at the video store together back in the day, and like mm-hmm. I think you and our our good friend uh, Miner had got and you both introduced me to like horror movies that I wouldn't have normally seen by myself. Because yeah. uh, let's just say I didn't have a very great taste of movies back uh, back in that day, and it's it's it definitely evolved over time. I still have my yeah, guilty I would, pleasures. I would but... say vice versa. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certain films I would never have um, seen um, if it hadn't been for you. Um, and in fact, like just about all the films of 2018, I probably wouldn't <laughs> have seen if it wasn't for you. Um, because you know, I'm in a relationship with a uh, sort of fierce dictator right now, and uh, she. Uh, to some degree um hopefully she'll never hear this cast but um you know she determines um she's very particular about her taste of movies is that that how you want to say a particular set of skills if you will um that uh involve that I involve, um, you know, uh, certain things that she, it's not like she controls what I watch, but, um, she has a she say. doesn't want me to see certain things without her. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have I to mean, wait longer. But I do until, this yeah. all the time and I lie yeah. to her constantly. Yeah. So. <laughs> she's definitely gonna hear this now <laughs> yeah you know i i i lied to her routinely yeah. i don't plan to stop lying anytime soon <laughs> so i watch horror uh routinely and i do it with or without her approval because i really just don't care yeah. <laughs> so well uh, speaking right. of the uh, the best of 2018 and and obviously there have been some good ones and some bad ones 
Um, we can jump uh, right into that yeah, right now. There's been some uh, bad ones, yep. That's, that, that's correct. <laughs> I, I do have a, a couple on my list that I wanted to, uh, that were kind of like, it's not necessarily a top 10 list I have. They're not in any particular order, but there were a few that probably wouldn't have quite made the top 10 list, but were still, I thought, were pretty interesting uh, movies. There was one, um, I believe it was a French film called Revenge. And it was like, you know, three wealthy men, you know, uh, they're all married. They like do like an annual hunting trip in like the desert canyon. And like the one guy is having like this affair with like this younger girl. And like he goes like out of town or whatever. It's like, or, or to town to pick up supplies or whatever for the trip and leaves this, you know, girl alone with these two guys. And obviously bad things happen. Uh, he comes back. But, like, he's more mad at her than anything. And, then like, you know, they kind of accidentally think they kill her, but she's still alive. And then, like, it becomes this whole, like, revenge uh, flick where they end up being the ones, like, hunted by this girl almost. And, and the surprising aspect of this was it's not your typical, like, girl attacked get revenge flick. It, and by you know directed by some you know like so it's not like I spit on your grave right no where it's like directed by like some guy where it's like it's mostly gratuitous or anything it's like this is directed by a woman too which was really surprising mm-hmm. when you because I mean you can't tell when you're watching it obviously but like I there are I can always tell <laughs> I, I know when a movie's been directed by yeah. a woman I just I have that sense yeah you, I don't think you'd be able to tell right away uh, on this yeah, one but no, I, I, I'm totally full of shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then uh, then another one was this movie called uh, Cam, which was about this like uh, ambitious Cam girl who wakes up one day to discover she's been replaced on her show with an exact replica of herself. So it was a little uh, more... Wait, uh, what's, what's this called? It's just called Cam. C-A-M? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was was pretty interesting. It started off and I was like, eh, it's kind of like, you know, it's her and that really high tempo, like... Um, you know, uh, personality that she has where I was kind of thrown mm-hmm. off a little bit. But it definitely, like, it got really interesting, like, almost immediately. So I, w- I was pretty hooked into that. Um, there was another one called Ghost Stories that had, like, uh, this guy goes to, like, you know, he's a skeptical, you know, professor or whatever, but, like, they're like, come check out these stories, and then if you still think this is, like, a fake thing, so they're almost kind of like three separate short films but it all ties like together into one thing and i thought that was that was really cool as well wait is it is it is it fiction or is it like it's, something yeah, it's, where it's they're fiction. trying to like base it on no no you know, it's it's all, all fiction yeah it's all right all thank god yeah yeah because, <laughs> you know, i i remember a friend of uh both mine and yours that used to watch that uh ghost story television vision show where those big muscle heads like went into like haunted houses oh, and yeah. would like try <laughs> to like, dare the ghost to fuck like, with them and then they shake <laughs> yeah. like, like stuff to make doing? stuff do up come yeah. and do it to me like blah 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 i've had like you know um a six pack of fucking steroids and muscle milk or yeah, you know yeah, whatever yeah. and like i'm real tough like you know come on ghost come out and nothing ever happened yeah and yeah just, or... like, switch on and off to night vision a guy would like trip on like 
like uh, bored or something. You're like, oh my god, did you see that? Or like, hey, did, no. did you hear that? Did you, oh, we heard it. Like, it's like yeah, like it's, oh my yeah. god, you like I just can't stand. They would go in like night vision, like thermal, like heat, yeah. uh, temperature, you know, <laughs> like all that shit. Like my no, god, it's not. I it's just, not that type of thing. It's like yeah, he goes to I, hear these stories from these different people. Then you get like then they show you what they went through and then like it comes back and then he's going to like the next one or whatever and martin freeman's yeah. uh, in it he's in one of the uh episodes and then it, and then it kind of all ties together and it was very similar the ending was very similar to this other movie but if i tell you what that movie is it gives away it kind of gives away the ending so i can't even like tell you what movie it, it reminded me of without so you know giving it away? So this would have to be like something. I mean, so you're saying that this is a movie, or it's a set of like short stories? Yeah, said? yeah. But then the very end was the, like the end. Just the end part was similar to another movie that, in the aspect of the way that like the twist. There is a twist. So, but uh, a twist. Oh, a twist! You say. <laughs> it's not Shyamalan, <laughs> yeah it's not directed by uh by Shyamalan but yeah. uh but yeah anyway uh then I then I saw this Argentina Argent Argentina flick Argentine Argentine flick, uh, Argentine yeah, that, flick. that would be yeah. the proper way of yes saying. <laughs> a friend of mine just got back from Argentina actually it was called uh terrified and it's like a kind of like another like instead of like a haunted house ghost story it's like the neighborhood is kind of haunted mm-hmm. and it's like the this cop and this uh other like a uh, doctor like specializing in paranormal like go to investigate everything and like it, it, that definitely took a weird uh turn too i thought I, I really enjoyed that as well and then my next uh then probably if you, on my list my first nick cage movie of last year mom and dad <laughs> I really yeah. like was not expecting cage, yeah. was not expecting a lot from that this movie and it and it really surprised me and I thought Selma Blair and, and Nick Cage were were both really good in it. I don't know if it, well, that was one of the ones. Let me you tell watched. you a little something about Selma Blair. <laughs> um, this isn't really related to horror, but um, I like Selma Blair. Yeah, and um, you know I just enjoy seeing her on screen or. You know, whatever she uh, is up to, I just enjoy, um, you know, perving out to uh, Selma Blair, <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, when I was younger and when she was younger, I thought she was a really beautiful woman and I still do because now I'm old. And so and she's aged horror, really well, too. So, could, yeah. It, yeah. It could be horror. I know this is a little bit of a sidebar, but did you know that Naomi Watts is 50 fucking years old? Yeah, that's. Naomi Watts, and like I just saw her in the movie Vice, which is kind of like um, horror on a different scale than what we're probably going to be talking about. But I mean, it was nonetheless fucking horror, and it was nonfiction. People, that was the one about the vice um, president. Yeah, about Dick Cheney. Yeah. Dick Cheney, yeah, who yeah. was played by Christian Bale, who I mean, that was the makeup job and the way Bale, uh, Sam Rockwell was in it. Uh, Amy Adams played uh, Cheney's wife. Um, I mean, it's a great movie. Um, it is 
like there are elements of horror in it and yeah, it's like fact, real it's, life events it, it's yeah. scarier than most of the shit that we've seen because yeah. it's actually non-fiction and um naomi watts plays some small parts in it and i was looking at her and i'm like jesus christ how old is she she, she looks like she's like 27 yeah and so I just went on this uh, site and I found out that she turned 50 last year and like, I don't know if she made a deal with the devil. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> to, you know, like, uh, you know, death becomes her. Remember yeah, Bruce yeah, Willis yeah. and, uh, Meryl Streep and I think Goldie Hawn yeah. and, and, you know, uh, drink this potion, be young forever. That was a pretty good. Yes. I love that. That's a great, uh, horror comedy. <laughs> it, it, yeah. But like, I think about like, did she make like some kind of deal? But you know, I mean, that's ridiculous. She's just ridiculously hot and yeah. I will point out hot checks. I mean, I am <laughs> going to talk about hotness. So just be prepared for that but did you uh well, yeah. you, you watched mom and dad right it was uh it's about a teenage girl and a little brother must survive a wild 24 hours during a mass hysteria where it causes the parents to attack their own kids and but yeah trust their kids like it like there are scenes where like you're like oh no like they're gonna get like attacked by like these other parents and the parents are just like looking at them nonchalantly get checking their mail like waving to them and like blood all of their children's blood all over them but like you know it's done like in in more of a comedy uh aspect and not like a straight up like you know these kids are being murdered type of like you know horrifying thing where there's definitely a definitely a lot of uh comedic moments to it Oh, oh yeah i mean well um it's listed as a comedy horror thriller yeah. and um you know uh it, some I, I read a comment where somebody said that it was like one of the best um dark comedies that they've seen um in recent years um I don't know if I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I don't either. I, 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 I definitely, yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I, I especially, uh, there's a few scenes where, like, early in the movie before you know all hell breaks loose where nick cage like nick cage's son like does like these little pranks on him and like you get to see like it like almost boiling over yeah and yeah. then he'll like turn around and be like Haha, that's okay yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, and then finally he's just sitting in his office and like he's just thinking about the good old days and it's like the flashback <laughs> okay, to him like, like doing uh, donuts in the car with that, like tits uh, in his face it, like an, a pontiac or an yeah. rock or something and he's got like his girlfriend's tits in his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like doing donuts <laughs> he's just doing donuts yeah so, you know, i was dying like <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he definitely missed his youth, and I think that was um, one of the um, common themes to the movie where, you know, how, um, you know, these, uh, d their generation was kind of like looking back at what it was like when they were kids, yeah. and then they were seeing how their kids behaved, um, you know, and I guess that they felt that their children were... I don't know, just like not really like living up to their norm of what it was like to be a child. You know what I mean? Like when um not necessarily Nick Cage goes off, Nick Cage goes off on his um daughter's boyfriend at one point. Oh, yeah. And he's like he's like, 
you know, you little brats, like, you know, when I was your age, this and that, and I was like, and now you have anal beads, you have this, <laughs> you have that, it's shit I have to watch on the fucking computer, and you guys actually do it, like, <laughs> you know how lucky you little brats are, you know what I mean, so like, yeah. you know, they're, they're kind of like trying to like go back to their youth, and I guess it's jealousy to some yeah they, they miss their freedom as well it's like not just yeah, like exactly. jealousy of their kids it's just like it, they feel like their lives were better before their kids and they like almost made a huge mistake but like oh, yeah, yeah, years the mass murdering yeah. of their children I yeah. think signifies yeah. that um, they, they definitely thought it was better before they had children yeah, yeah. yeah. Es- <laughs> especially the that. end where you're like uh, spoilers that, that you're not like sure if the thing has passed and they just they just don't care if that's passed and like they're still like trying to murder their kids anyway they're like hey well uh i don't feel like we need to but we probably should and we can get away with it because of this a- epidemic or whatever you know what i mean it's kind of is an, oh, an yeah, open issue like the rules of uh law were just like suspended for a period of time <laughs> so if we're gonna ever murder our children now's the time, time to do it because we can just blame it on this virus you know what i mean like <laughs> so i thought that and was interesting but that I, was um if i'm not mistaken i mean i'm looking a little bit here that was directed by the um Brian Same Taylor, person that uh, directed the Happy television series. Oh, did he? Um, uh, I have the. I didn't check his television credits, but uh, he did the. Uh, at least he at did at least one Ghost Rider movie. Dave, yeah. And he did both Crank movies. You know the the Jason Statham. Yeah, I see that. He did yeah, Crank Brian one and Taylor. two. And you can definitely um, see some of the elements of the the comedy action it from Crank in this, I believe. Like. Yeah. No, it shows that he did Happy. He directed episode uh, two, three. Um, Well, it says he directed how many episodes? That's a fantastic series, by the way. Episodes, yeah, it was. Happy was really good. We'll get into uh, our uh, best uh, TV shows from last year uh, next week. Yeah, it says he directed. He's got direct, at least directorial credits for um, seven episodes of Happy. And the only reason I really, um, you know, bring that up is because um, other than that, I really don't know much about what he's done. And that's been like sort of a common theme with a lot of the um, the films I've seen this year of horror. Uh, A lot of the directors are relatively new to directing. Yeah, Um, maybe had one or two or, or none like i know yeah. i've at least one on here that it's like he did nothing else like maybe some commercials or something like yeah that's it uh, and it, it, and it's not like you know they just like came onto the scene and you know produced like a mediocre project that they could build on later like these directors like actually produce something like really quality yeah yeah and and it's, it might be know, tough for, to follow up for their second ones but it definitely they're on my radar now for like what's what are they doing next i want to see like yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of one of those people yeah, that, uh, I, 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 oh, sorry, uh, sorry. One of the um, the uh, people that only did one thing from last year was uh, Julie's Avery's uh, Overlord. Uh, he had only done one other movie that I have no idea about. It's called Son of a Gun, apparently. Yeah, I don't know if you saw uh, Overlord, but it's basically. I, I, I did. I did watch Overlord. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really make, I didn't really look much more into it. I mean, I, I watched the movie, um, 
It felt and, like a. Uh, it felt like it could be like a Wolfenstein live action movie almost. That is exactly. And, that is my exact opinion. It, I couldn't agree more. Now I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, um, but yeah, it, it definitely gave like a Wolfenstein like vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it was know, like it was and, way heavier on the war aspect of it than it was on the the monsters and zombies, which I from the original trailer I thought it was going to be the other way around but I really like the uh like the whole like first like 20 30 minutes is like like constant like war stuff like them on the plane getting attacked and then I'm on the ground and then like them having to sneak through the town and everything and I thought that was I thought that was really well done I got banned the brothers for that I don't yeah I don't yeah yeah this, uh, surreal Nazi horror thing you know I understand that the thousand year Reich needs thousand year soldiers which I believe the uh, SS commander says in the movie when like they shoot that guy up with the serum yeah, yeah. and they're like what the fuck was that and he's like a thousand year like yeah. thousand year soldiers yeah. you know <laughs> um, but yeah it was definitely and I mean even like the the laboratory they did it it was like um, it was sort of like a castle basement right? yeah yeah you yeah know? I think it was and, yeah. um, it was very gothic yeah. and um, you know um, but again that's not uh, that wasn't one of the films that I took um, particular interest in um, I didn't really walk too much into it um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. It it just wasn't one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But uh, mm. uh, then uh, next on my list uh, is Alex Garland's Annihilation, which is now definitely a little more sci-fi. That. Yeah, uh, he you would know him from Ex Machina, probably one of my favorite uh, movies from uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Um actually a little bit embarrassed to say that i did not see all of ex machina um i was um watching it with uh my girlfriend and her friend and um i got a little bit distracted during the movie so i didn't actually get to um you know uh see the whole thing in completion but i mean i saw you know i i saw the majority of the movie. Yeah, it's definitely one you're gonna want to go back and watch Fully, oh yeah like, with, with full attention to but he also uh, did uh well, my attention was drawn when i started seeing like these beautiful naked women and but then at the same time like it wasn't i don't know the music was very tense and like you kind of didn't know what the fuck was going on for a while and you yeah. just you know saw these like naked women like laying around and the guys like walking around perplexed like you know what's what's this what's that you know yeah. i don't know like um yeah it was very surreal and i mean it definitely annihilation definitely went off of that vibe yeah i mean, you know what I mean? he also they, did uh he also wrote the book for beach you know the the what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I have yeah. all that. I, he did. I had made notes of that. Yeah, um, he did. Twenty eight days later, sunshine, and Carl Urban said he was the one that actually directed, dread. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I I do remember reading that. Would I would I put down basically? Um, yeah, I I just um. For Annihilation, I put uh, down, you know, the actors. We got Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, who just seems like she's never going to stop. Um, you know, that's how I know I'm getting old. Like, I remember at Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah, and, yeah. you know, she's just still going strong. And, and um, Tessa Thompson as well from uh, Thor. 
and she's gonna be the new uh, Men in Black International as well. Is she did she also star in um, HBO's Westworld, or am I thinking someone else? Uh, maybe I think I think that is Tessa Thompson, right? Yeah, she, she was in Creed. She like like the head of the whole like operation. Like she was yes. one of like, uh, the sh- season. Was she in season one or just season two? I believe just season. Um, yeah, um, I think she was in season one. I'm not sure. She she plays Charlotte Hale, but yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's one of the um, she's one of the um, you know head honchos at the Westworld thing. She yeah, yeah, like, that's um, right. Big time administer. Yeah, I recognized yeah. her from this. Um, I didn't really. It was just Natalie Portman, um, Jennifer Jason Leigh, and Tessa Thompson were really the only um, actors the, or the big, the big ones. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I can't say I knew anything else, but um, you know, just to give uh, people a brief summary, um, it was a, a biologist um, who uh, was played by Natalie Portman. She's also um, a, a soldier. Uh, I believe she went through like a military boot camp. So, but um, she's a biologist. And she signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature do not apply. And, um, you know, I thought she was pretty well cut out for this role. Um, Yeah, I like how it was um, almost, it almost flipped the the roles of like, it was not just her sign up or it wasn't like her husband had gone in there ahead of time. So it was like, instead of like, oh, this... You know, this male's going in to save his girlfriend. It was like the the woman is going in to, to, to find to, out well, what happened to her husband. She's kind of going in to figure out what the fuck happened. Yeah, yeah, that too. Because, it, was, it was a double. It, because it was really yeah. mysterious in the beginning of the movie. If you recall, her um, husband just kind of shows up out of nowhere after yeah. like six months of complete blackout. And, you know, he, he was um, sort of like an elite soldier. Uh, he did a lot in special ops and stuff. So he his his work was very secret yeah and um, he was the only and, one to make it out of the uh, what did they call it like the shimmer or something like that the, sh- the, sh- the sh- yeah the i believe it was called the shimmy or the shimmer yeah, yeah something so, like yeah. that um yeah I, I guess i probably should have like uh remembered what i, I think it was called the shimmy or shimmer uh, yeah I, think, like I feel like it was a shimmer but yeah she goes in to try to find uh cure to help her to help her husband that's right yeah her husband because he's like dying but it was interesting when he just shows up at her house she asks him like how he got back here and i believe he says like i saw you through the window i recognized it was you and i came i came through and she's like you know what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And he, she asked like, was it a covert mission? And he's like, it might've been covert. Like, you know, he seems like he's totally out of it. And then of course he starts hemorrhaging. And then on the way to the hospital, they're, you know, quarantined by like some government agency. And, uh, you know, then it goes on from there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really interesting movie and, um, yeah, I just want to speak uh, briefly on Alex Garland, um, you know, who uh, Alex Garland um, not only directed, but he wrote the uh, screenplay along with uh, Jeff uh, Vandermeer, I believe. Um, I think Jeff uh, Vandermeer um, 
uh, wrote the novel that this is based on. And um, I believe Garland and Vandermeer, um, you know, adopted it for the big screen. And, um, you know, I just wrote uh, some notes on Garland because I thought it was really interesting, um, you know, as he's, um, you know, a writer, director, and, uh, you know, he writes screenplays, but he also writes novels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had significant success as a director, uh, you know, with films like uh, Nile and Ex Machina, like we had said. And he's got numerous writing credits um, for films, like you said, uh, 28 Days Later, which, you know, I I said took the horror, uh, zombie horror genre to a new level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I really think that that was, um, you know, uh, unique, um, very unique uh, compared to other horror movies, or uh, not horror, but zombie movies. Yeah, it was a different take on it where a lot of people will be like it's not technically zombies because they're not actually like you know the undead and they're not eating people it's more of a virus they they seem to be void of any emotion other than destroying people that are not mindless like they are they're just trying to get you on their level like they're it's it's they're trying to rage up your scene. They need to. They need to well, rage yeah, up your scene and get you <laughs> to rage up yeah. with them. Like they need you to be as pumped as they are. They just they look around and they go, "Hey, you're not that pumped. We need yeah, to get in there and to make things up." They, yeah, they try to rage things up. They're trying to get you pumped to, to like you know rage it out. <laughs> My point is, is that I don't believe that um, they've really had. Um, their minds were not all there, Doc. No, no, not at all, yeah. <laughs> and they all, you know, it's not like, you know, they they basically, you know, would see somebody, realize that they're not real rage-filled like they are, and they would just attack them. Yeah. They didn't attack each other, even though they were all rage-filled, but, you know, they figure, all right, we're all very angry, and, yeah. and you know, so we can hang out or whatever. Yeah, it seems like when but, they weren't there, they didn't see anybody, they were just kind of chilling and relaxing. They were like, well, we're all raging it. What else are we going to do? Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> they were relaxing as much as they were just basically... Dying like, from um, starvation because they don't eat anything? Yeah, yeah, they don't eat... Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, they are zombies. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? like, but they don't they, have to they, eat people, or they don't, you know. But they do yeah, need something. They do not eat people. Yeah, that's so correct. I think that's they what differentiates them. But uh, anyway, well, um, we should be talking about last year's movies. But uh, anyway, yeah, Annihilation. I, I definitely think it is worth it. it definitely has some uh, Lovecraftian uh, elements to it with the, the oh, creatures yeah. and stuff. And then the end was really bizarre too. Like I have to go back and watch it again because. Because I was definitely left uh, slightly confused at the end. Yeah, without I, I kind of under I kind of understood it. Um, but uh, just uh, like one more thing I want to say before like moving on. Um, one other thing about Garland. Um, he also directed a movie called Sunshine. Yes. Um, that I actually yeah. watched with you that I thought was kind of an underrated movie. Oh, definitely. Um, and it it's it sort of um, you know, it also is sort of like reminiscent of um. It's very Event you Horizon. Know, uh, like Ex Machina. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it had that same sort of suspense around yes. it. And the other thing that I think is really interesting to point out about him is that, you know, not only did he write and direct the beach with, you know, the young Leonardo DiCaprio. He didn't write. He, uh, he wrote the book. 
He wrote the book. He didn't direct the. He didn't write and direct the movie. That was Danny. It was Danny Boyle, wasn't it? Oh yes. I'm sorry. Wait. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hang on. Let me uh, say. Um. Blah 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 blah. The beach. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um. Yeah. It was Danny Boyle I, and John Hodge. Danny Hodge. Boyle. Just, just Alex yeah. Garland wrote the novel. Yeah. Yeah, this is back in, yeah, 2000. Danny Boyle directed back in 2000, um, but uh, Garland did um, adopt the screenplay um, from a novel that he wrote. No, he wrote the so, novel and John Hodge uh, wrote the screenplay. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at IMDb that, um, right now. I have it that Garland um, helped write the screenplay. Um, uh, no, that's not correct. I got my facts off. Uh, I'm just oh, looking at IMDb, and it says director Danny Boyle, writers John Hodge, screenplay Alex Garland, novel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that, um, I mean, I'll just look it up real quick, but I thought he, um, you know, um, helped adopt his novel for the screen. I thought he had a uh, writing credit, but um, I could be mistaken. I think they're just both so. listed under writers, but then in parentheses it has what they wrote next to it. So, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. But, uh, gotcha. Well, e either way, it's, it's very, it's, yeah. it's very interesting because you know um, he's very multi-dimensional. You know, to be able to write, write novels, to be able to write screenplays, yeah, and to yeah. also be able to um, you know act as an effective director. You know, that's just somebody um, that's I, I think is very multi-talented, and I look for um, you know great things for him in uh, the future. Yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely on my. Must watch yeah, directors. List. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and another person that's on my uh, next watch, I mean, my uh, watch list is uh, the director of Her Hereditary. Uh, it's his first oh, film. Oh, yeah. That, Ari that Aster. Was really interesting. With, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely uh, took some note to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, starring, you want to you start off on that? Yeah, yeah. Starring Tony Collette and uh, Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that am I pronouncing that right? I mean, I'm terrible with names, but Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, right? I, I, okay. I, I, I believe I believe that um you're saying it. Correctly. Okay. Well, uh, it's basically after the uh, family ma matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. Yeah, the, the, there was definitely disturbing occurrences. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, the, I feel like uh, the trailer was a little misleading because it kind of like gives off this, like, oh, it's going to be a creepy kid movie vibe. And then I I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but then something happens and it's oh, not. What mean spoil the creepy. movie? I mean, we're talking about the movies. So, like, there's going to be spoilers. Okay, well, little spoilers abound. The, uh, the little kid. Uh, <laughs> Who has what does she have like a chocolate uh or a peanut um allergy or something like that and like they're at a party they, i i don't know if they ever actually explain that but i mean one would deduce i think that it was a peanut allergy ate, yeah yeah after she ate um a cake with nuts in it and starts you know um but but swelling up yeah, and displaying yeah. allergic reactions she probably has a nut allergy but, but regardless it uh she gets her head she gets decapitated uh on a car ride <laughs> and that's like the first maybe 20 minutes of the film so and that is like i was gonna talk a little <laughs> but i mean go ahead go ahead <laughs> no i mean like 
Well, that just came out of nowhere say, to me. Um, you know, uh, Tony Collette for me is made for horror. Uh, oh yeah, you know, she, she, she's she fantastic. Just, I think she should get a, a best actress for this for that role. Yeah, yeah. I thought like I put um, you know, the main actors. You know, Tony Collette plays uh, the daughter of the uh, matriarch that passed away. Yeah. Um, Millie Shapiro, I believe, played the um, the little girl that looked. I mean, just looking at her was creepy to me. Yeah, yeah. Looking at her and the sound she made that that clucking sound yeah yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean that was just i don't know if that shit. was that makeup that they they must have put makeup on her they had or to, she was some other, otherwise, otherwise she's an ugly ass kid probably just <laughs> yeah. uh, you know go into the bathroom fill the tub with gasoline get in and just you know light a match and let nature take its course um because yeah, yeah she looked pretty fucked up yeah <laughs> and then the then the uh you know, her older brother who was driving her home or to the hospital i'm not quite sure where she he was driving like he, he was driving her to the hospital okay yeah and, after she gets uh, decapitated what, what state that took place in oh no i don't remember I have to go i'm back. guessing it was colorado because it seemed like they were out in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah it was either colorado or upstate new york because i remember tony collette's character was um she uh did artworks for uh uh a new york uh oh yeah that's right yeah so it might have been upstate new york yeah it it could have been upstate new york or Colorado, but it seemed like they were out in the middle of fucking nowhere there was nothing around uh, my one of my problems with the this movie was you know she has this allergy because it's brought up before like why wouldn't you just make sure she had medicine on her (laughs) yeah i believe it's brought up before she even goes to that party with her brother that she's like forced to go with i believe it's brought up and yeah. it's like so why wouldn't you just have like an EpiPen or whatever you need because that's what i i need for for bee stings and it's bee not stings, like yeah. i would i wouldn't go out into the forest with a bunch of bees without my bee sting kit you know what i mean like <laughs> so why would you send him out without any type of like you know protection You're but anyway they talk about her nut allergy before him because i don't remember them mentioning it i'm pretty sure they do i have to go back and watch again but i i definitely think that it's brought up about how she needs to have her medicine on her or like she can't eat up or something that like her mom was like no you can't have that because it's like it's got peanuts in it or something it's it was like a, a small line of dialogue or something like that i, I must have missed yeah. it yeah but you're you're probably right um it was um but it was uh also i believe um i want to make sure i say his name right um ari aster uh was the yeah director. ari aster it's his first and film yeah i believe he also wrote the movie as well yeah yeah uh, I, I think he's got soul writing credit. Uh, um, but it, yeah, anyway, it goes from like a creepy kid movie to like a movie about witches. So, yeah, that's what I. They weren't yeah. witches. They were like Satanism. Satan, priests. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they were yeah attempting to do a bunch of um, resurrect their dead king know. or something. <laughs> they they the were, ending was um, like. I feel like they almost try to over-explain stuff in the end. Yeah, I agree. When they should have probably cut it off a little bit sooner. But yeah. uh, I still, I still really enjoyed the film, and I still thought it, I still thought it was great overall. Well, there, her, Tony Collette's mother, who passed away, the matriarch, as you um, put it, um, yeah. she 
ends up being like this crazy Satanism, uh, you know, you could call her a witch, but she's more of like a conjurer. Of yeah, sorts. okay. And apparently, like, she had like a huge cult following, which um, included, uh, what's her name? Uh, and and Dowd, who. Um, like the support uh, group neighbor friend? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a friend that, um, you know, Tony Collette, uh, who plays the uh, daughter of the matriarch that died, um, it was a friend she had never met. And her name's yeah. Andowd, and she um, actually, she stars in Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, and th- that is something we could talk about at another time, but she... It's still uh, on my list to watch. I still haven't got around to watching that yet. Yeah, <laughs> she, she plays a new kind... That, that, that show is a new kind of horror, yeah. and um, it scares the hell out of me. But just real quick before moving on, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the director. Um, you know, this is another director that we really haven't heard yeah. uh, much about. Um, in, in fact, before Hereditary, if I have uh, my notes right... Um, the only films that he's directed were short films. So yeah, I had first first feature on my list. Full yeah. length project. Yeah. So, um, but uh, with him, like you said, experience really does not matter. Um, uh, because he directed a great film. I mean, yeah. the direction was top class. It had plenty of scares. And it didn't rely um, on a lot of jump scares either. Like. There were a few, but like there yeah, wasn't a lot. There, like they yeah, were, there were like some jumps, but yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Some of them um, were just like background scares, almost like if you weren't, if you were just paying attention to like the foreground and the and the, the characters or whatever, you probably missed something standing in the background being real creepy, yeah. <laughs> or up on yeah. the ceiling oh, being yeah. real there creepy. Were, there was a lot <laughs> of creep, especially at the end. Yeah. Not give too much away, but at the end where um the uh peter who's played by alex wolf he like wakes up from bed after hearing um something strange in the house which just so happens to be his father burning to death alive (laughs) (laughs) you can actually see uh colette's character she's like glued to the ceiling yeah yeah and that bugged me the fuck out. And oh. I was watching this on a projector with a large group of people, mainly compiled of women, and like it was just like screaming bloody hell, like, <laughs> oh, this movie's fucking me up. This movie's <laughs> fucking me up. Um, and you know, it, uh, yeah, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was very effective. Um, I thought it had a great script. Um, I thought the direction was excellent. It, you know, it gave me everything that I. Expect to see in the horror movie, and um, again, I look forward to uh, seeing Ari Aster's work in the future because um, if he continues on this pace, I think we're uh, set for great things. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was really good, and it was. Uh, I'm glad you pointed this one out to me. Yeah, I saw it, and I happened to see it in a packed theater, so it was great with that scene you're talking about, where she's on the ceiling, because like yeah. when that moment happened, like most of the theater was like. <gasps> Like, ooh, like they got scared or whatever, and then like, uh, like, there maybe like ten seconds after everyone was like, oh shit, like, some guy in the in, the, in like one person in the theater was like, oh shit, like super late, and then everyone started laughing at it because that guy <laughs> was like so behind on it. It was just like funny, just like 
getting the reaction from the crowd of when everybody saw like that that happened was like all kind of like most of it was generally at the same time but like to see like a few people be like oh shit like they didn't catch it right away like it almost had to be pointed out to them but uh yeah well i mean she was was, like kind of silent there yeah she wasn't like trying to attack she was just like i don't want to be seen like i'm just creeping up here i'll be up here (laughs) i'll be on the ceiling if you need me (laughs) i'll I'll be chilling here yeah Uh, but then uh i will say the ending the very ending like the last four minutes of um playtime i thought was a little bit odd yeah yeah Um, yeah they they could have ended it they could have ended it like two minutes earlier on just like the clock is where they could have ended it but it seemed like they kept like trying to like be like well this is why why and this and this and this and it's like you could have stopped that a few seconds shorter and like it would have been perfect I think what they wanted to show is just how um crazed um Tony Collette's mother actually was. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Which I get that. She was a member of a satanic cult. Yeah. She was the leader of a satanic yeah. cult, the one they called Queen. And, you know, that was really something. But, yeah, to see, like, a bunch of, like, naked old people, like, out in the woods and then hanging out in the treehouse, like, you know, um, explaining to this little girl that just got reincarnated into her brother and apparently. Apparently, it's also one of the eight kings of hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, like I kept, think I could have done yeah. without all that, but, yeah. you know. And still got I the point across, this, yeah. I realize the beginning and the end of movies are, you know, generally the toughest uh, the film. Because, yeah. you know, you, you want to wrap things up well. You want the audience to go home thinking, like, yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome um and i realize it's really difficult to do that but you know um all in all hey it was a great movie i thought the ending was a little bit i don't know but um all in all you know i i love the movie and i would recommend anyone listening to this cast or you know anyone that's looking to see a uh true horror movie this was definitely a very pure movie for the genre yeah you know, as we were uh, talking, I had uh, I had a segue into our next one, but then you said something else, and I have two segues. I can either go into a quiet place or a Suspiria, depending on which one you want to talk about next. I want to talk about quiet place just because, like, I mean, I really like. I'm actually watching the 1977 uh, version of Suspiria, which was uh, directed by Master uh, Dario Argento, one of my favorites. Um, uh, But I, I did not, um, I did not really. take the proper notes that I would like to have taken um, on the new remake of Suspiria but uh, by all means we, you know, we can talk about it. I mean maybe like. we'll just do like uh, one day we'll do a, a comparison between the Argento and the new one. I think that'd be Yeah, uh, no, that, that sounds good. It's just that cool. Suspiria um I mean, they're both both the '77 version from what I've seen and the new one. I mean, they are works of art. Yeah, and they're both very different. I mean, and in yeah. style too so i thought that was very interesting uh, they didn't try to do like almost a shot to shot remake or whatever or you know like he went and did something different although i thought it was a little long could have been cut back a little bit but uh i, I thought think... it wasn't long enough really <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um so yeah let's go into quiet place was 
was probably like my number two if I really had a it was between that and Hereditary were like my number two and three on my list mm. if, if I were to like you know actually rank them but uh it, it was do you, you hear that oh there's probably people outside my apartment uh, <laughs> no, when you, the voices you deduce as people outside your apartment well I couldn't tell if it was from my <laughs> end or your end no, that, that's I was going to say your powers of observation on the <laughs> Yes, thank you. Well, I'm pretty sure it's nobody in my apartment. So. <laughs> One would hope. Yeah, I hope not. But uh, yeah, Quiet Place, uh, directed by uh, John Karansky, uh, most famously known as Jim from The Office. Um, Never saw it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, Ricky Gervais is, uh, did the British version and then... Uh, then um, who was Steve Carell did the American version, which actually became way more popular, and he plays yeah. like a goofy, you know, goofy guy in, in in the office. But yeah, he's gone on and to, he's acted in other things. Um, he's done some direction, but uh, it it was definitely interesting to see a uh, a comedy, another comedy guy like Jordan Peele did, you know, um, Get Out, and he was full comedy. Did a great. A fantastic horror film like so to see another more known comedian guy do an, another horror flick and this one was a post-apocalyptic world where families forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra sensitive hearing and it's it could have almost been a, a completely silent film and it, and i thought that would have been fantastic as well but like the moments where they have the the audio of like them talking and it like makes perfect sense and i loved the 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 creatures were, were fantastic and the way they like have to like you know get around everything when they're like playing a board game they're like playing with little like um what crocheted die or whatever and like uh on like carpet yeah, they and actually everything had the sand yeah like, and the sand yeah, yeah yeah to make it more silent so their pathways they would like just lace with sand to yeah. make everything and they'd have to wear I mean, walk bare the creatures foot. obviously could hear at a very low decibel level yeah and uh and i thought the oh and there was some my uh second movie from last year that had a kid dying in it and i'm like is something wrong with me though that i'm enjoying these flicks with uh kids dying in it or are they actually oh, really are, good you, are you pro childbirth yeah apparently i am because uh Quiet Place and uh, Hereditary and Mom and Dad were all <laughs> people, uh, kids getting murdered. But uh, they're all—I thought they were all great films. Like it just—it just happened to be a funny coincidence that uh, children also were getting murdered in it. <laughs> There's an episode of South Park. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but there was something. Oh, it was one with uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg in it. And, you know, they're going after Spielberg and Lucas for, you know, um, you know, going Indiana back Jones and re-editing and, uh, their work. And, oh, the, oh, that um, one. Where yeah. this came from, but, like, somehow, like, um, child murder was mentioned. And um, Lucas and Spielberg were like, you know, first thing we'd like to say, we are against child murder. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the guys from South Park, for some reason, got labeled... Um, as you know people that were in support of child murder. <laughs> yeah. and you know that was just funny to me and that's yeah. really all i have to say about that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was that was that was definitely something but yeah. yeah quiet place um for me you know emily blunt um 
John, uh, you know, Krasinski, is that my thing? Is Krasinski? Krasinski? I think it's Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Krasinski. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it was uh, a little interesting. You know, I was looking at the people that got uh, the writing credit. Um, you know, I see Brian Woods, um, Scott Beck, um, and uh, Grant, uh, Krasinski also. But um, apparently this was based on a story. I don't think it was a novel. But it was a um, story that um, Brian Woods and Scott Beck told. And then um, I guess uh, Kransky helped them, um, you know, adopt it for, you know, the big, big screen. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I don't think it was a novel, but it was an no. idea that. Um, yeah, because I've, I've read interviews where uh, John Kransky talks about, like, you don't see it in the film, but he has background for where the creatures had come from and everything. And oh, like, really? And reasoning why, like, they can't just be, like, you know, shot up and, and killed with, like, you know, regular bullets or whatever. That's that's what I liked about it. I liked not knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the fact that he came up with these backgrounds for something that you never see in the film, but uh, but it's subtle that it helps flesh out a character instead of just being like here's a monster like i don't really care about where it's from it's in the movie you know what i mean like he yeah. know he knows so it helps with uh, the, the direction and everything one of my favorite scenes in that i mean first of all i don't know why they're getting pregnant in uh, yeah that, that made absolutely i feel like if they had like, changed the if she had gotten pregnant before the invasion happened that would have made sense yeah but uh the way they did the whole time thing with the they show like how many days had passed or whatever she had gotten pregnant after they had lost one of their yeah, kids yeah i guess emily blunt was just like planning well, on we, like we'll just replace it yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh when she's pregnant and the, the the creature comes in and she's like in the tub like you know her water is broken and she's like about to give birth and like the creature's hunting her in the house and like she's by herself because like her husband's out like um with with their kids like uh yeah uh, being attacked by a different fucking creature at the same time mm-hmm. almost like i thought that scene was really really fucking fantastic uh, yeah no no i agree it's just you know uh, if she's gonna give birth like i thought maybe what they would do is when she started you know having contractions and her water broke i thought they were gonna have a method of taking her like um to that waterfall yeah, I yeah. They said they could talk so the baby could scream and cry. That might have been the and, original plan, but like you know, they weren't the the her husband wasn't around, and like her water happened to break at that time. You know what I mean? Like so. Well, they said they had like a soundproof room that they had made in the basement, and they had yeah. an oxygen tank. Yeah, yeah, for the for the, the little box for the baby. baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, the, uh, he's already uh, talked about doing a sequel, so I like this. Yeah, really? I don't. They don't. They haven't said whether it's going to take place after or before. I hope it's like it could easily not be a direct sequel and just follow another you know group of people that are also dealing with this. I think that might be the more interesting way to go than to than to keep following the same characters. Well, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to. Wasn't there like it. a situation where? Um... There were like a lot of people around, and they would like light fires. Yeah, and yeah. Pe- they would see them at the distance. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I would be more interested in seeing like somebody else in like a different 
you know, city or town dealing with the same thing and how they go about it. You know. What I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, the tremors um, have evolved quite a bit. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. This is um, a little tremors ish. Yeah. I can see that. No, I mean, yeah. you know, they hear things, and you know, they try. They're just above ground. Yeah. Actually, I think in the later tremor movies, the tremors were they're like flying ground. and shit, and then like the later ones. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was some uh, there was some interesting. Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to talk about the Tremor movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least nothing after Tremors. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know John Krasinski. Uh, he's also um, or is it John? Kr- I feel like I'm saying his name wrong. And, Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah, he'll he'll probably never hear this. But if yeah. you do, sorry, man. Um, <laughs> I plan on butchering everybody's name in this podcast, so. <laughs> Fair warning. But he's another one that, like, literally, like, we've been talking about directors. He has basically done, like, almost nothing. Or mostly like, comedy. He, like, I think he did, like, a, a couple of romantic comedies or something like that that yeah, I've never I, I seen. I see that he has... Yeah, I've um, never heard of. He, he directed a few uh, random episodes of The Office. And other than that, I think he's only got like what, like three other directing credits for movies I've really never heard of. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's pretty much also a virgin, <laughs> and um, you know, that's yeah. that that's really interesting to me. But I agree exactly with what you said about it being a completely silent movie and i don't think that this would be um uh conducive to uh, american audiences who like sound and action yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah but i think it would be really interesting to see how it played out if it was completely silent yeah, yeah. you know there was no you know there were no words used at all it definitely um, feels like it's like what the first i would say 30 minutes maybe like you don't get like any dialogue yeah, like, no, and it, I thought that was cool. I, I would just like, like to see that go like throughout the whole the yeah. whole movie. I, seeing it I, I in just theaters, would have liked to see how that played. Yeah, yeah, seeing that in theaters is is really because when you watch like a horror movie or something in theaters, a lot of times the whole beginning like <coughs> you you still hear people like you know eating their popcorn or whatever, but like in Quiet Place, it was so quiet in there, like nobody went <laughs> to like eat anything. They were like they even really sip their people, drink. They just yeah. they're just like into it. You know what I mean, like. Because it was it was like dead silence until like that kid gets fucking <laughs> ripped because he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so people wouldn't be like eating the cup noodles I'm eating now. Like it was like just dead. It was just, just dead slurping time. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do that. It's gotta be that way sometimes, I guess. Um, but you know, yeah, like I said, I just would have been eager to see how that played out yeah. because I thought it might have added a little bit of suspense to an already ridiculously suspense-filled yeah. film. And um, yeah, I thought that would have been cool. But um, yeah, all in all, I liked it. I would say this: there, there, there's one thing I have to say in conclusion that was a little bit silly. Is that um, you know, um, they kind of figured out at the end the weakness that the creatures sort of had. Like yeah. I'm not sure what that girl's deal was with the uh, hearing aid she had, but apparently, you know, it pretty much rendered the creature docile yeah and it was like such a high pitch or whatever i guess you know like how yeah 
I would just think that if the entire Earth was invaded by creatures and we had our best and brightest scientists working around the clock to stop the mass carnage and they realized that the creatures were, you know, um, you know, all sound based, I think someone might have come up with the conclusion that this little girl comes to about high-pitched noises yeah, um, yeah. and that being their weakness and we could have round them all up together and just dropped like a hydrogen bomb or something on them I don't know uh, uh, that's that's the only thing that really bothered me about it is that it seemed like um, there was a very apparent way to combat Foes, yeah, we, but we don't know like no, no one understood yeah we don't know like how many of them are there and they we don't know how fast everything happened too and we like is, we could find out in the sequel you know what i mean like that, that there's still like you know a, a group of like you know government uh scientists or somebody like you know figuring out exactly and, and already battling back so oh, and they, yeah, i mean they I were mean, definitely like, outside the city so we don't know like if there's still like even people alive in the city or if they all just got like you know killed immediately so well yeah i mean like um yeah i mean hell most of europe might have been uh completely creature free yeah, like yeah, uh, we, seeing like, 28 days later where they say they're quarantined and they see like the jet flying over yeah, yeah. like everybody else already dealt with that situation <laughs> yeah like what's taking <laughs> like, you so long <laughs> yeah it was just like parts of britain were just uh yeah. you know they couldn't figure it out and whatever so yeah. anyway but yeah it was it was a decent film and i would definitely um recommend uh people checking that out as it was um it was something there you know we have creatures that have been attracted to light creatures yeah. that have been attracted to dark um you know and now we have the uh sound and it was pretty cool so and they didn't, yeah, definitely they didn't give that shy away from showing the creatures either they 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 show them like almost you get a good glimpse of the of one almost immediately and then later on you really get like their whole yeah i like that scene. i liked how they show the brief flash in the very beginning and then you don't actually see the creature you know in its entirety mm. again until a little until bit later, later in the movie yeah. i think that adds to suspense you know yeah. um you know spielberg jaws you know things yeah. like that you know what i mean it's scarier if you don't know exactly yeah. what's coming for you you know so yeah it was cool uh so yeah um speaking of uh people like names i'm gonna butcher in pronunciation uh my number one favorite film from last year at least horror wise uh had to be mandy the other nick don't, cage don't, don't, yeah <laughs> the other nick cage uh film but uh it was directed by panos cosmotus yeah I, I, i'm guessing that's like greek or something and he also was the co-writer of it yeah, with uh yeah. aaron stewart yeah it's yeah he's still brand new to me he had only done one other film uh, Beyond the Black yeah. Rainbow, which I haven't watched yet, and I've and heard it's really like good. And that was like in 2010, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, like for that, the last yeah. decade, he hasn't done anything directorial-wise, right? Yeah, I, I didn't find anything, but uh, a fun fact that I saw when looking up uh, him, he's actually the son of the uh, director who did Tombstone. And yeah, you know, I saw, you know, he I, funded... I looked up his IMDb page, yeah. and I saw that 
he was known for Tombstone. I'm like, that motherfucker didn't direct Tombstone. Yeah, I was like, like he would have been way too mean? young. Yeah, yeah. And I saw it was like he was like just some like uh like a third unit like like camera director or whatever. But he had funded his entire first film, Beyond the Black Rainbow, from royalties from Tombstone. No shit, yeah. I did not know that. Just just from that and uh, a brief synopsis synopsis of uh, <laughs> of uh, Mandy is uh, it takes place in 1983 in uh, Nick Cage's uh, lumberjack in a secluded forest with his artist wife who become victims to a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen <laughs> propelling a man into a spiraling surreal rampage of vintage uh, yeah it's a it's an acid trip of a movie if 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 to say anything it's like one of nick cage's most like i don't know if you could get somebody else to like you know for that performance in that movie i feel personally well me on nick cage um as you know and um i know you don't share this opinion and i know most people don't share this opinion but i really think that um i don't know i i guess i just think that um film in general would be better if nick cage was never um born uh. <laughs> <laughs> those are some strong feelings i mean i know some people that don't like uh nick cage but uh that's a pretty right. uh i like he's him done in some... wild at heart yeah, i loved done... him in wild at heart oh, i mean leaving he, las he vegas uh she, you, you, you're forgetting leaving las vegas you got um uh, anybody could have done that. I could have done that <laughs> when I was an alcoholic. I could have went down there and drank and banged Elizabeth Shue. I could have done that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Anybody can just, you know, drink a lot and, you know, act real fucked up. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't yeah, I don't think he did anything uh, special in that. Um, um, I, I thought I he loved was... the movie Lord of War. I thought he was um, great. In... But then again, I think it probably would have been better if he wasn't involved. Uh... And, um... Uh, yeah, uh, Matchstick I, Men, uh, uh, bringing out the bringing out the dead. Anybody uh, could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about raising Arizona? Uh, you know, I knew you were gonna pull that one out of your ass, <laughs> and <laughs> um. Yeah, I did like Raising Arizona, and, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, that was Coen Brothers, correct? Yes, yes. One of Coen Brothers early. Yeah, I mean, he, he god damn it, yeah, he was good in that, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, for the most part, I think Nick Cage has ruined a lot more than he has uh, oh, yeah, contributed. Because he'll but just do anything. It's not necessarily his fault. You no, know, people no. cast him. It's yeah. not like Nick Cage like goes and you know walks up when they uh, decide to do The Rock featuring Sean Connery, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm Nick Cage. I'm going to be in this movie." Yeah. You know, there's a cast. You know, there's a casting agent. You know, there's you know things put in the place. You know, he'll have to read for a part or whatever. Somebody cast him. But then so it also comes down. Fault. It also comes down to the director to get the best out of him. Sometimes he just they just give him the script and they're just like, you know, they let him you know just you know ah the bees you know what i mean like 
they let him fucking you know go on about it and it's like you need to like you know you can when you can see there are a few good, really good nick cage performances and and so and it's when the director is like you know you can get the best of him like that's the scene in mandy just when he's in the bathroom going through that range of emotions where he finds that bottle and he's just like drinking the bottle and he's going through like you know he just lost like the love of his life and like he's well, lost. The... i mean she was burned a lot yes <laughs> spoilers so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 uh, yeah. a little more than lost yeah. her, you know but it's just <laughs> like that that was all all one shot to him go through fucking you know anger rage you know loss and then like coming to the realization that like he's like yeah i got i'm go- i'm going to get these fuckers like i've i've settled it like and then uh, like i thought that was just a really fantastic scene so you're saying his progression through the multiple stages of grief, grief was all, astounding yeah yeah to, to be able to go through that range <laughs> of emotions just in that short amount of time i thought was fantastic and like and like it was very like subtle stuff like in that movie like he was like when he refuses that beer in like the beginning like you and like he when he goes back to get his hunting uh, stuff from his war buddy it's like they didn't really go they didn't really they, all they showed his war buddy tony mack right bill duke yes yeah bill duke i'm so i'm yes. mack predator, from predator yeah, yeah 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 which is I, a huge surprise yeah. to me like i didn't know he was in it at all and then like i'm like oh shit bill duke's in this like that's fantastic yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, subtle stuff where, like, they all they should open it with is, like, him is a lumber, like, he's a lumberjack and they're somewhere in a secluded forest or whatever. And the subtle stuff that, like, he gave up, like, hunting and stuff with his, with his, uh, buddy and he, he obviously had given up drinking, but he had hot, he obviously had, like, a, uh, you know, uh, a, a bottle, uh, an emergency bottle of <laughs> some, <laughs> some type of clear liquid anyway. But uh, so he, so he was an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got. I'm not necessarily an alcoholic, but he definitely had given up drinking for his for his girl. It seemed like because uh, like his his lumberjack buddy had offered him a beer on the helicopter, yeah, and he kind of like, like refused it. Right? And he had even mentioned like he was like we should move. Like uh, like he clearly didn't like living out there, and she was like, "Where are we gonna move to? Like I I love it here. Like it's so much inspiration for my art and all that." Yeah, and, uh, but did yeah. They, did they mention where that was exactly? No, I think it was just like I want to say it was like deep in like the Canadian woods or something like that, or some some place fucking secluded. Oh, it's in Canada. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'd have to go back. I don't think they ever really mentioned it. It just says a secluded forest with his with his artist. Yeah, well, wife. you know, I'm yeah. trying to think where logging is like very popular, and I think places like uh, northwestern Arizona, um, Washington State, Oregon. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Definitely a lot of mountain uh, not ranges. Where yeah, it was, yeah. Like added to it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's but, basically uh, his wife become comes in contact with like this hippie cult leader guy. Who, yeah, uh, the children of the new dawn. Yeah, I yes, called, yes, right. Yeah, I believe so. He takes a, a fat an infatuation with her, and then like, dude, <laughs> it's like, I feel like the only person in that movie that wasn't on acid was Bill Duke. Like everyone at some point is on acid, and like, 
the uh, their henchmen, biker guys. I guess they like had um, the guy, one of their um, the hippie cult leader guys. I guess they know like a LS, he was, yeah, the LSD maker. The yeah, he makes acid, and they got tired of these biker guys, so he made a special batch to give them. And like now they've like completely lost their mind, and like and they're and they kind of remind me of the Cenobites. With the, with yeah. their outfits and yeah, everything great. yeah and uh they use the hippies use the bikers to get the the girl and um when he's like uh you know and then when like they give him give her like the eye drop acid and then like that extra bee sting which called the icing on top i don't even know what that was she about. said uh the cherry on the cherry top. on top yeah well, no let's give let's give a little bit more background to um you know nicholas cage and um i i'm not sure how to say her name andrea um Risenberg. i mean they were married right yes or were yes, they just yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend no it says artist wife so yeah, yeah so yeah. you know they're married wife, and you yeah. know he's doing this thing he's a lumberjack out in the woods chains falling down trees and shit like yeah, that yeah. and um she just i mean first off this movie was shot i mean this was art yes this yes. guy it's you know made this um it was a color, very yeah. ambitious a very bold approach yeah. um you know and he was also one of the co-writers and that tells me that like he had this vision from the very beginning yeah. that this is where he wanted this movie to go and it was extremely surreal it was it, it kind of reminded me of the first time I saw the original Tron almost okay. because like it was just like everything was just I I mean you really have to see the movie it's really it's, difficult to describe it's more of a, an the, experience the use of colors the, yeah, yeah. yeah the use of colors um the, the use of sound just the overall surrealism i mean they talk about like uh what the they had like the sword like the bone saber of zuma Kawe's. yeah and, you know yeah. i mean it, it was really hardcore hippie shit yeah where you know drugs were taken and you know women were used for sex and like all kinds of shit and the music itself was great. Like when, when the uh, when Nick Cage's wife first encountered the children of the New Dawn, who it just happened she was walking down a gravel path and they were driving by in their you know hippie called the rape van yeah. <laughs> um and she's just smoking a cigarette what i what i thought was so awesome about that scene was the sound as soon as the he she sees the headlights approaching there's just like this yeah, yeah. like you know what i mean and i'm thinking to myself like you know why is this so dramatic like she's just walking down the street smoking a fag and you know sh this car rolls up and like suddenly we get this uh music from you know out of doom and um i'm thinking like why is this like such like an integral part of um you know the film like why is this like you know something that uh, is supposed to capture us so much and of course you find out <laughs> in yeah. the rather immediate future yeah. that you know the cult leader seeing the cage's wife on the road feels that he is absolutely um just uh like, like she belongs to him. Like, yeah, yeah, like, he, 
obsessed with her. Yeah. The the second he sees her and uh, he basically says he will not be able to survive unless she is brought to him. Yeah. Immediately. (laughs) In which they then summon this strange biker cult who um i wasn't like you said the cinnabites uh, i I totally agree i mean they they look like that but yeah they were human they just went out of their minds on bad acid which you don't really get right away you're kind of like all right who is this like weird biker gang thing i thought they were creatures yeah no they were human yeah then they she like when the one's just drinking out of that jar you're like what the fuck are they drinking you know what i mean and they're like blood for blood blood." right no 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 the blood for blood thing was the uh, they sacrificed one of their own cult guys for the pork. Ter- yeah, the, yeah. The... <laughs> no, what the the jar that they were drinking was the pure acid, the the fucked up batch. Oh, that was the pure. I thought they were already fucked up. Oh yeah, but that they they, they bring them. They yeah, they keep giving them more acid. Oh, they keep giving them yeah. more bad acid. They want and the, they like the bad. The, acid. Yeah, they love they love the bad acid because later on <laughs> Nick Cage just takes a little dip of his finger into the acid and you saw he went fucking completely nuts like immediately. Like that his he got, drank like a fucking quart of the acid. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could handle that. <laughs> you, that's what that's the funny thing like you you're just like what the fuck is in that thing? And you don't realize till, till later that it's the acid cuz when Nick Cage I did not know that was the ass. Nick Cage dips his finger in that same jar and just takes a little bit, and then he has that whole like melt facing like Indiana Jones uh, like like scene, yeah. like he goes through the like completely losing, and he just had that tiny taste, and he's over the other guys over here drinking. Yeah, like, it, like a drop. It's, yeah. yeah, Nick Cage has a drop. The other guy basically drinks a forty of acid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how far gone they were, and like they were like pretty much otherworldly creatures but they were still like they were still human and everything but yeah yeah oh. like bill, bill duke says like yeah i've run in them once or twice yeah. they seem like they were in unholy agony but the strange thing to me is they were loving it. yeah they enjoyed that <laughs> <shit>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah like you know and like the cinnabites you know they enjoy the pain yeah, like you yeah. know what i mean like you know uh we have an eternity to uh you know uh feast on your flesh your suffering will be legendary even in hell yes yeah. yes that, that that's where they were going but yeah i mean i like i said this guy who is basically again like a bone virgin virgin director yeah. uh, comes out and you know not only directs this extremely surreal work of art but he also wrote it which tells me that right off the bat he had an idea yeah. of what he wanted to produce and it was something very special now i would have liked to see nick cage omit it from the movie and to have you know a real actor in there but we don't always get what we want hey, I, and thought he, said, I thought he was perfect nick, i really enjoyed yeah, it <laughs> yeah different strokes for different folks and you know um you know nick cage um you know i i mean he, he wasn't terrible in the movie it's just you know i have a bias against nick cage i mean so. who else is gonna make that great acid trip face you know, especially the at the end. The trip face. Um, let's see. The only other person I could think is maybe Willem Dafoe. Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny. I don't know. Benicio del Toro. I mean, they both made great acid faces in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, uh, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, 
French Almighty, like uh, da 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 da. Um, <laughs> who else is real fucked up a lot in movies? <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think the first person that came to mind realized Nick Cage was Willem Dafoe because I think he makes great faces too. Oh and, uh, yeah, I mean I saw Shadow of the Vampire, yeah. so that tells me everything well, I need to know about William Dafoe. Or Boondock yeah. Saints, so when he's uh, when he's like the craze like uh, F- a cop guy or FBI guy, <laughs> I thought he made Harvey great. Harvey Keitel could, yeah, true. But I mean, uh, maybe I don't know how old the difference would have been, but uh, yeah, I think they they could have. But I don't know. I I, I just thought. Maybe Nick Cage was a little bit cheaper to get because he's willing to do everything and he'll take a pay cut to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it was so. a fairly low budget movie. Yeah. Um, Mel Gibson probably could have done it, but that, then again, uh, I don't think Mel Gibson um, I don't think he is with us. And I, I don't think he's with us anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's he? not on this plane of existence. <laughs> at least, <laughs> yeah, at least he's mentally, kind of like he's not. Into exile and <laughs> yeah. like, um, like unpopulated parts of Australia or something like that. Like I don't know, but yeah, um, know. yeah. but I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to think of people that have had uh, really fucked up um, breakdowns, <laughs> and you know, he comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, you know, um, it was a deeply inspired performance um, by the actors and um, the director. Um, like like I said several times about the other directors, I really really look forward to seeing what comes from them. Yes, um, I think we have a lot of uh, bright young talent that uh, are you know going to impress us in the future. Yeah. At least I hope. Yes, uh, yes, at least definitely. I... Uh, so, uh, speaking of people who uh, had a uh, bright future and now seem to be on the decline. Uh, I'm right like that I've those were my favorite movies from last year but uh my so I have a, a quick few... quick quick note just yeah, yeah, to butt in real quick I forgot to mention this in hereditary I was really glad to see Gabriel Byrne in the movie because I was not sure if he was still alive yeah, I and, thought he was I know, thought he had a great I, I have too. no idea what mistakes that man made in his career because i've always thought he was a great actor but suddenly he just disappeared and i didn't like really go online and like research it a lot i don't know maybe it's he's, personal he's been, reasons i think he's been in some like, uh some films besides that just nothing major he was, in the he was a superstar back in the day yeah like you know what i mean like i mean god the uh, usual suspects yeah. and um what else? Uh, well, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank after usual suspects. But <laughs> I, I know, I know he, I know he was um, in. Um, I know he was in some other substantial films. Yeah, I mean, he's I, I, I just, I can't think of him off the top of my head. I mean, I could IMDb it, but I just don't feel like it. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, I don't know what happened to him, but um, you know, what, what I guess I'm getting at is he was sort of a household name and he sort of just dropped off the face of the earth. Um, uh, he didn't drop off the face of the earth, he just didn't do as many, you know, bigger budget tooth, like, you know, stuff that you see in theaters. He's, I mean, he still worked constantly. It was just a lot of either TV or, um, you know, like straight to video or, uh, you know, type of movies. So. I know he was in an HBO show. Um, I think it was called In Treatment. 
where he played a um like a psychologist or a psychiatrist and every episode was different like he would see like a new patient every time and you know they would tell their story and you know they would give some background and there would be like flashbacks and whatnot and i know that received um some significant acclaim i think i saw one or two episodes but that's about it i guess i just he used to be everywhere. I I just thought that yeah. um, you know, we would just be you know seeing him uh you know pretty much like nonstop in big roles and um I mean, you know he in... just seemed to fade away to me. That's just the he way. Was, I he was it. in the Vikings series as well. Yeah, so. uh, for half of the first season. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like he's still he's still he's <laughs> not saying, like he like... disappeared off the face of the earth. He's still working. It's just you might not have seen everything he's been in. Yeah, but he's yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, I haven't seen everything he's yeah. been in. I, I'm not. I'm not trying he's, to. He just that fell I off have. of your radar, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, the the Viking uh, series actually um, kind of um, you know uh, illustrates what I'm talking about because out of every actor in the Viking series when i watched it the first season uh gabriel Byrne was really the only person i recognized yeah and yeah. i didn't know any of the other actors um i most of them were actually um uh norwegian or scandinavian actors and um you know i thought that was really cool i'm not going to get into the viking series but gabriel Byrne, he was you know the only noteworthy actor i knew um popular actor that had been in a major motion picture and he he was only in it for half of the first season. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that sort of um, puts a spotlight on what I was trying to convey is that he just, I don't know, his career seemed to uh, hit something of a standstill. And, you know, I don't know why, but that's just my opinion. Uh, again, so, anyway. you, you probably should look at his IMDb. His, his career didn't stop at all. Like, he's still been in a ton of stuff. All right. So, well, he's been in movies. He fell off that, of your um, radar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I don't yeah. watch. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm totally ignorant here. He has been a incredibly prolific actor that you know will go down as one of the best of all time. I just don't watch the shit he's in. Yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe on. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, there's there's definitely a list of movies from last year that I, I didn't enjoy, some less than others, but uh, I really have one that we should talk about, and I know you've been wanting to talk about it too, and that would be uh, Shane Black's The Predator. It was... Oh, I don't even know where to begin That's on this. That's pretty much going to be the wrap up. On do you want to? Is there anything <laughs> else you want to discuss first? Uh, no, that's that's it. We talk Halloween, or do you want to oh. just get into Predator? And because you know, I got some things to say about that. Yeah, obviously, I I think that just about every sci-fi fan on Earth has something yeah. to say about that. I mean, I, I enjoyed Halloween, but I don't think it makes my uh, my top ten list. But, well, I'm not going by top ten. Yeah, here. yeah, I know, but uh, you know, yeah. we're, I, I think we're a little we're a little different on that. I'm, I mean, I'm just going by, um, you know, noteworthy horror movies of 2018, and I mean Halloween, uh, being, uh, you know, uh, day after our birthday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, same yeah. birthday. Um, Fun fact, <laughs> as well yeah. as Sean called Van Damme. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I thought Halloween was, um, you know, sort of a. Uh, worthy uh movie dimension but you know we can talk about it was, that it's definitely uh, you know, uh an improvement on the 
um, the last couple ones. I mean, I enjoyed um, the first Rob Zombie Halloween, not too, too much, but I mean, going back to like when Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, like Halloween Resurrection, Halloween H2O, it was definitely an improvement on those. I mean, it's probably the best Halloween movie since probably the second one, in which this one actually replaces. So, um, I believe, and I could be mistaken, but I think the first and second Halloween movies were actually filmed at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because but, of um, <clears throat> because of constraints and things like that, um, I guess they didn't really think that uh, you know audiences were ready to. Um, you know, uh, you know, plug their butts in the seats for three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so they decide to. Well, the new Halloween it. takes place after one. They ignore two completely in this one. So I don't know because they took out the whole thing with her being, you know, Michael Myers you know, sibling and all that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have that much to talk about Halloween really. I thought it was. Well, I don't know if you I'll do. just go through it, you know, briefly. I mean, yeah. I don't really think uh, we need to say much about um, the summary. Most people know what it's about, um, you know. But for this one, um, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character confronts, you know, her longtime foe, Michael Myers, which is also her brother. Um, but he's not in this one. They changed that. For a long time, blah blah blah. Uh, spray Halloween. Does it still uh, say in your synopsis that it's the that it's the that they're brother and sister? Because that's not what they do in the movie. Oh, it wasn't what they did. Uh, well, no. I kind of passed out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so then let's I'm, just move on to to, to shit talking the predator. Well, no, um, no, uh, I mean, the summary, the, all right, this is just IMDb summary, um, and it says, you know, Laurie Strode uh, confronts her longtime foe, Michael Myers, uh, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. So, you know, it's yeah. been like uh, a cool 40 years that they've yeah. had beef. And So, like, Michael um, Myers is, like, 80 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, a friend of mine, uh, you know, John O'Neill, um, one of his bandmates one time told me that Michael Myers was the toughest of all, like, the villains, like Freddy, Jason, you know, stuff like that. And when I asked him why, he was like, he's tough because he drives an automobile. Yeah, and, it's and somehow he's, and he's never learned how to drive either. He's just suddenly driving. But he so. never learned how to be an unstoppable killing machine that could, uh, you know, um, survive that's, brutal explosions. That's not something uh, you learn. That's just something you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, driving. You know, I mean, he, driving he's pretty much unstoppable, bulletproof, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, he also knows how to drive an automobile. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I guess that does add something to him. But, um yeah, I, I don't know. Um, what I would like to mention about this Halloween that I thought was a little bit interesting is um, the director, uh, David Gordon Green. Um, I don't really... Um, like, I don't know a tremendous amount about him, but I know he produced uh, Pineapple Express. I think he directed that, I mean, he directed yeah, yeah. Pineapple he did mostly Express. comedy with him and... Uh... 
Yeah, that, that's and, what uh, I was going to say. Um, he Rogen, also directed no. most of the episodes of HBO's Eastbound and Down. Yeah. And um, in this movie, um, Danny McBride Danny also McBride, is Thank one you. of the co-writers of yeah. the movie, who is the star Kenny Powers of Eastbound Down. And again, these guys are all comedy mainly guys. known yeah. for their comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, for the, so the, like the two two themes from last year were almost like comedy writers doing horror and first time horror directors doing fantastic. Yeah. Were like the yeah. two big things from last year. But uh, yeah, well, one thing one thing of note though, Danny McBride and I had forgot about this. You know, um, you know, I was kind of skimming on his uh, past accomplishments. He was in. Um, well, I mean, it was kind of like a sort of like a you know uh, a, a spoof movie called This Is the End, where he played himself. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Seth Rogen, James Franco. Yeah. Um, oh, because they're uh, comedy horror. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it, it was a comedy horror, but also and I I totally forgot he was also in Alien Covenant. Yes, yes, he's and, done some horror. Um, acting, you yeah. know, he, he he was very upset in that movie. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, I'd be I, too I guess, if I were in that know, movie. He's been <laughs> slightly he's been slightly leaning, um, you know, horror sci-fi. So yeah. I don't know, but I did think it was a little bit unusual for you know um two people that are really known for their comedy to direct um and write uh the new halloween yeah movie. yeah they but, definitely took know, a chance on them that's for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so it was interesting so yeah. that's really all i have to say about that but yeah um you wanted to talk about predator and i don't um, want to just talk about down. predator i want the shit talk <laughs> oh yes the predator <laughs> The keep the in mind, predator. this is, uh, you know, it came out on the 14th of sep- uh, February of last year. And I thought it came out, it no, it came called... out September last year. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, I have this right from me. I just read it wrong. 14th of <laughs> September yeah. uh, 2018 was the U.S. release, and it was called, not Predator, but The Predator. The Predator. Well, you don't, don't you don't want to confuse it with the... What that means. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but, you know uh that's what it was and written uh, and directed by shane black and fred decker who both have great track records in my opinion yeah at least at least in the 90s they did (laughs) i mean i mean i loved shane black's kiss kiss bang bang i thought that was fantastic um but yeah like some of like i don't know what went wrong with that i think I don't know if he wrote, but I think he wrote and directed Night of the Creeps, which I yeah, enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I I know he directed um, Monster Squad, yeah. which uh, with, no, with he, Shane he Black. also wrote Monster yeah, Squad. Yeah, with Shane Black, they they wrote yeah. that. Yeah. So it's what like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so you think and Shane Black was originally in uh, the first Predator? Yeah, and so. matter of fact, not only was he in the original Predator as Hawkins, yeah. uh, the first one to get ripped by the Predator, if you need to know, yeah. but that was his first, he was, apparently he made like a brief, like like almost add-on, like stand-in appearance of Fred Decker's uh, Night of the Creeps, but he was on credit for the role. His first credit role ever, yeah. uh, Shane Black, was as Hawkins in the original Predator movie, yeah. so you would think if anything if you're going to remake a movie that happens to be the first movie you've ever acted in 
you would probably want to hold it to a high standard and do it some justice. Like, it's not something that you would just be like, hey, you know what, I'm going to make, uh, I think I'll remake The Predator. Like, it, it, it's something that it you It feels like it's almost a remake and not about. a sequel, because it's technically a sequel, but it's it feels like it's almost well, a remake. they just call it The Predator, right. and, you know, then there, there was Predator 1987, and then, I, I don't know, 1991, 1992, they had Predator 2, then... then I believe it was Alien vs. Predator, and then it was Alien vs predator 2 requiem yeah you might correct, correct me correct, if yeah. wrong and then there was predators yes. and i believe that took place in 2010 and um now this uh 2018 is just called the predator yeah not alien vs predator not predators yeah. not predator 3 well just, the alien uh, vs predator, predator ones i think don't aren't, aren't technically canon uh, to the other uh, Predators, but it's Predator it's... 1 and 2, and then this Predator is supposed to be a sequel to Predator 2. Well, Predators kind of takes place on a different world. Yeah, it's supposed to be a sequel, because it's got um, Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey, playing yeah. his son in this, who was completely underused as a scientist. He's in, like, one scene. I mean, that, that uh, action scene uh, in the uh, hospital uh, was I've really cool, really but... i heard uh, someone say Jake Busey underused well i mean i feel like that character is definitely like because you're like oh they they made a big deal out of like oh he's playing you know gary Busey's son in this and like you know and they made a big deal out of it and then it's like barely even mentioned like and it's just like almost non-existent in the film which is well just to give i mean the the summary of of this one is you know and you said it yeah like it was a sequel so like you you're basically considering this is to be brother three that's that's what they're that's what they were saying yeah well i mean the 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 summary was when a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal lethal I'm sorry, you know, yeah. It, it you can't even read it without fucking cracking up. Dude, you have to you see know, the... So uh... When a young boy, you know, uh, I think he's like autistic or he had some kind of uh, psychological... He was, all, Yeah, he was know. autistic, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, when a young boy um, accidentally triggers the universe's myth, lethal hunters return to Earth... Only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled scientist can prevent the end of the human race. There's wow. a, you have to see the uh, honest trailers for this. Do you ever watch those honest trailers they do on YouTube? The Screen Junkies I, does. I, 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 no, honestly, like they no, described the way this was perfectly, and they were like directed by. Shane Black's character Hawkins from Predator One, and it like says all his bad jokes from it, and then it cuts to like the bad jokes from this one too. Gee, you have a big pussy. Gee, you have a big pussy. Why'd, Why'd you, you say, say it twice? twice? I didn't. It's because of the echo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> it was like no. I actually made like the joke to you. You told me it didn't make sense, but you know, I was talking about how like Shane Black's character Hawkins didn't actually die in the first Predator. Yeah. Um, and like he somehow made it out of the Guatemalan jungles, and you know he flees all over the world, and the Predator happens to be chasing him the whole time. Because I really think that would have made a better plot. Oh yeah. It's and almost the, like his uh, character survived, and then he went to write about his experiences 
as that character and threw a bunch of comedy at it. Like it, that movie is all over the place. There's like five or six different things going on. It's like they they completely ruin the lore of like why they're even hunting, and it's like so they can make stronger predators it's like no they were trophy hunters like yeah it made up yeah they were doing dna research yeah, to make the perfect predators uh, and the predator that first came to the earth at that time was actually trying to help mankind except he kills everyone in the lab so <laughs> like, yeah well, i mean one could say you know he kind of got like you know uh captured and he couldn't complete his mission so he had to break out of the lab and the only way to do that was by savagely you know ripping everyone yeah, which, in half. which was one of but, the um, very few entertaining scenes to that movie yeah um actors for the movie and it didn't have the worst cast yeah it, has, um, it had uh thomas jane with a it had, t- with um, movie tourettes like that's the only way to yeah. describe like what he was fucking doing Thomas Jane, uh, we got uh, Bo- uh, Boyd Holbrook. Um, I I don't know uh, the one guy uh, Tri- who played Trivian like the, Rhodes. He played um, like the villain Jacob, from uh, Logan. The one guy. What's that? Uh, the I think his name was Boyd. That you said he was the villain in uh, in Logan. Boyd Hel- uh, Boyd Holbrook. I, I saw Logan. I'm not a real big uh, comic book. Uh, movie guy um except was, for Punisher. that was fantastic but uh yeah yeah he was yeah so he's been in... oh, but, yeah. um olivia, olivia munn she's like uh yeah. you know a top actress they also had um god i can't think of her name um she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous um she was also in the handmaid's tale she played serena um and she was also in video games uh she was um in the uh, mass effect video games which okay. were uh, extremely popular i'm trying she's an australian actress and i'm trying to remember her name and i feel the bad that i can't um it's uh yvonne uh god i'm terrible with pronunciation yeah. <laughs> but uh yvonne uh stravonsky yvonne stravonsky i think sure. i think that's right i'm not yeah. sure but, um, <laughs> you know she um you know she's been in um several uh several uh noteworthy uh films and uh came into a league of her own in um the the handmaid's tale uh, yeah, I saw again. And, uh, that one's on my list. Yeah, I know. We've, yeah. we've talked about how you have to watch it. You need yeah. to get on that. Oh, but yeah. um, you know, but yeah, well, my point is, is that um, you know, this did have a good cast. And Keegan Michael and... Key was in it as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, and um, but it was just Jesus Christ. I, I don't even. <sighs> Well, did you like, hear, I like, have, they added... I have so much to say, but yet, like, I get infuriated with every thought. I mean, the movie was just awful. It yeah. made no sense. It followed none of the rules that the other Predator movies yeah, had. Like you said, like new... they are hunters. They're yeah. sport hunters. Yes. The only cool thing that this movie came out with was when they said... They call it the Predator, and, and um, Olivia Munn's character is trying to say, well... 
predators you know they kill to survive yeah, you know, that's, yeah. these you know, are more hunters that's, yeah. that, that's their natural you know that's the natural order of things predators kill to survive and she's like this creature the what you're describing about its behavior is more like a sport hunter he's someone that does it um because he likes it and he only selects um you know a certain uh you know type of individual to hunt that he thinks might be challenging yes, yes so yes. you know he, he's, a thrill like, seeker. Oh, the, yeah. he's a hunter yeah and they were you like know? oh but the predator name was cooler so we went with yeah, that, that, yeah that was like the highlight of the entire yeah movie. yeah uh that and i i swear god when and Olivia Munn is going through like you know the um, you know the showers to uh, decontaminate herself, and the predator creeps up on her naked. If the predator like bent her over and just start banging her, I and then the movie just went to the end. That would have been a better movie. <laughs> like it, it was, it was just such shit. I mean, yeah. like fucking. So one predator comes to save the human race. Then this large ass predator with these fucking dogs that look like predators come to stop the original predator from saving the human race by giving it this gift, which is like a new pumped up predator suit. It's just like an Iron Man <laughs> suit, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just, uh, I mean, it just gets so, I mean, it just, it's one thing after another. Oh, and then the, uh, you know, the big-ass predator that comes to kill everybody, he wants to take the little autistic boy because um, apparently um, autism is... Uh, the next step in you know, evolution. The, the, boy, yeah. the, the next step in evolution. Yeah. And, you know, people have said, it, it, a mental evolution, you know, yeah. because like with some cases of autism, um, you know, uh, the brain will um, exceed in certain areas where other people's brains will fail and of course vice versa. And um, so, yeah, the predator finds this little boy who he wants to take and dissect and, um, you know, I don't know, shoot himself up with his spinal fluid to become a more effective hunting machine. Yeah. What a total crock of shit. Yeah. Shane Black, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> like but this I, oh, was sorry. you know, and Fred Decker, I'm sorry, man, you should have just taken your name off of it. You should have came out in like interviews and blasted Shane Black. Just said, I don't know him, I don't like him, I'm not his friend. <laughs> well you heard about like um the, the there was a scene early on because suddenly Olivia Munn has like this military training. There was a scene earlier Yeah, yeah suddenly this this fucking scientist is like an elite commando yeah. chasing the predator down single handedly with a trank gun. Well there was a scene that was cut out because the the person that she was in the scene was was like some sexual predator. So, like, they ended up cutting that scene completely out of it. Like, the guy was a sexual predator in real life, so they cut him out of the movie. And, like, so they cut that whole well, scene you, out. And you so mean just... the, the actor in yeah. the movie actually had a, uh, you know, was a registered sex offender? I, don't, I think he was either a registered sex offender or, some, or he was accused at that time or something like that. And mm. so they, like, I, didn't, I, I don't have the article on me now, right now, but they cut his whole scene. Then there was, like test screenings for the movie that were so bad that they went back and rewrote and reshot the last like two-thirds of the movie and like originally no 
Originally, Edward James Olmos was in it, and his character got completely cut. And, like, so it kind of, like... Like the original, Wait, he actually filmed though. Yeah, like, yeah. They cut. They, he he, he was, was in the original got paid first for the movie, yeah. and they cut his scenes. They he was originally in the first cut. They they just released. You can find this online that they have the um uh, the original screenplay is available, so you can actually see like what they cut out from Edward James Olmos's character. And uh, they originally did have a plan for Schwarzenegger to come back at the end. I guess he was going to be I like the weapon, but Schwarzenegger like was like, "No, like I don't waste my time for this little bit part." Like he had read the script and didn't like it at all, and was like, "Yeah, I'm out. Like leave me." Yeah, out of he, like, he. I. I believe that's probably the his, best uh, decision comments, he made. <laughs> yeah, he, one of his comments was. I am willing to be in the movie, um, you know, even as a small part. But he said, in order for me to do this, I need there to be a drastic revision. Yeah, of yeah. The script. He didn't want he actually. Like, he didn't I want cannot... that that small of a part. He wanted a little bit bigger part too. But yeah, he was like, a, he, I, wanted, he, was... he wanted. A lot. I, I know. I know. One thing he said was that it, this movie needs to. Um, yeah. you know uh be refurbished yeah he was like you know this is just ridiculous and um yeah but you know i i was thinking about that too you know with the mom playing the scientist that they brought in to uh give her perspective on you know this alien biological organism um when the predator escapes from the lab she suddenly goes from this nerdy biologist to this yeah. like elite battle commando who is running jumping off roofs of buildings yeah. while holding a large tranquilizer rifle chasing the predator fearlessly you know what i mean yeah. i think she actually after jumping off the roof and this running down like the scaffolding i think she she might jump onto the bus while it was moving <laughs> I'm not, I'm try not, not to think sure. about that movie too much but yeah like it does seem like it comes out of nowhere but in the original script and the original I guess first, you know, cut of the movie, it kind of explains that a little bit better. But like, I don't even think even if they added that scene in and they added almost a scene and even if it was you know Dutch at the end and not like that armor suit, I still don't think that would have saved that movie. There were still way too many problems going on with it. Like, I don't I don't even know. It was like about an alien coming to save Earth but also killing people from a bigger alien that was collecting parts from, you know, the elite of our species. And one of them was this autistic kid. And then there was this ragtag team of, you know, mentally, you know, challenged uh, ex-war veterans. and Well, the one, the Marine sniper, oh. he wasn't like mentally no but up, yeah yeah think. but they were trying to throw him into the loony bin because they had deduced because he basically admitted um you know to the uh, guy giving him the polygraph yeah. exam that he um had, had witnessed yeah. extraterrestrial contact so they were pretty much throwing him to the wolves yeah. because they want him to appear crazy um, yeah which i get and, but it was just like there was like five different like plot lines going on and like most of them were just so unnecessary it was like oh and the character but, remember when olivia munn wakes up in that hotel room 
and the characters are like um, lining the bed with like chocolates and oh yeah, they're all trying to like impress her, feel more comfortable. Yeah, like I mean, it was just so fucking absurd. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know what I mean? Like I, I was thinking, like Christ Almighty, like I could fucking write a better script being on the toilet for five minutes. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I, I've taken shits. I'd rather watch in a fucking ball than that goddamn movie. It was just awful. Yeah. The fucking... Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I just hate it so much. I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm I'm done with talking about it. I'm not even able to like... articulate in words. I wish, like, you know, people could read my mind. Yeah. But it, it, it was just... My God. When I first... You know, when I first heard it was coming out, I kind of had dread because I just did not think that, you know, it was time for another Predator movie. But then I heard, you know, um, they wanted to keep the franchise going. They wanted the Predator name to, you know, start living on for a younger generation. Yeah, it definitely had potential. Okay, cool. But... Excuse me. this. And I don't know what this speaks to the generation that never saw the original Predator or the second Predator, but nothing good has come of it. Like, this is not going to um, help the franchise along. Like, you know what I mean? The Predator brand is not becoming strong um, based on this movie. No, you're just going to have to... Scrap and start start over again at this point. I would leave it alone for at least another like, like five or six I years. I have a very low opinion of how this movie was going to be. Yeah. My opinion was low. I did not have high expectations. But this movie managed to take my extremely low expectations and propel them to a level that rest be on the center of the earth this movie like, makes it just drove them into both the alien vs predator movies look like cinematic masterpieces yes that 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 was <laughs> actually that was actually a comment i read in um a uh i don't know if it was a reddit forum that's just, probably where i heard that from yeah it was just um it was like in a reddit forum it was like a a, a predator subreddit which yeah hey that's cool that that exists um but yeah the guy said um the one of the first comments i wrote was like i swear to god uh, this makes uh alien vs predator 2 rec room look like pure genius and that was a movie that like literally was filmed so dark that like i turned like the brightness like all the way up on the tv when i watch it i thought there was something wrong with my tv no it was just shot that way it was a total piece of shit but it did the guy was right it looked like it was a work of genius there was another comment a man left and you know this this was um when i see people leave comments like this you know i know some of them are meant to shock but i started seeing uh, a multitude of them one guy said my wife divorcing me was uh better you know was a better uh you know experience for me than watching this movie (laughs) and then another another (laughs) and it was a it was a younger guy and he said Watching my twin brother, who I love more than life itself, die of leukemia was on the same level. 
that I felt when I watched this film. And I was just like, damn, dude, you just don't lay ill. I mean, like, you know, I mean... I I didn't like the movie, but fuck. You're either pretty clever, like, you know, trying to write, like, such morbid reviews, or that actually happened. Yeah. What a piece of shit. And, I mean, I could go on, and, like, the more I think about it, like, the more I dissect, like, things that happen in the movie, like, that just don't make any sense. And I, I actually feel that we're kind of being a little bit of puppets here, a little bit of tools, because we're actually talking about this movie and the more you talk about it the more you mention it people are gonna be like oh it's it can't be that bad and they're gonna go out and fucking see it now or or people just hear it and like you know it's like it's like uh you know donald trump talking like everybody talks about donald trump and like you know the more you talk about him whether it's good or bad he eats that shit up. And the same thing goes for this movie. The more it's mentioned, the more it lives on in our minds. And really, like, I'd like to pull one of those uh, Jim Carrey things with uh, Kate Winslet was that the eternal sunshine, the spotless mind, where you can, like, remove (laughs) traumatic memories. (laughs) I just want to have this fucking exfiltrate it from my subconscious. Like, I don't ever... I just do not want to remember this movie was made. It needs to be fucking, you know, wiped off the earth by the hands of God. It's just destroy every copy in existence. (laughs) Yeah, it it would just be... it, It would just be better. Um, you know, I, I really don't, I, I do want to talk about this more down the line, you know, like, because like letting out this rage does help me sometimes, but my God, what a complete and total chip of shit. Yeah. Awful well, movie. I think we should, uh, probably start wrapping this up. We're almost at the, uh, Pro- two hour mark Pro- here. Pro- uh, thanks for, uh, no. listening yeah, if you've just... made it this far, but, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I can go on, but yeah, I mean, like I said, my picks, and I really would like to talk um, next time a little bit about um, Suspiria, because I think um, that uh, being, um, you know, a remake, uh, I'd like to uh, talk about the uh, remake, I'd like to talk about the original, yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah, like to do, kind of uh... compare and contrast a bit. But uh, you know, just to recap, um, I'll have to rewatch. You know, I'll have to rewatch both of them again, and then we'll, then we'll do maybe a full uh, podcast on that. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Dario Argento. Um, I I didn't even realize I already had it in my collection because I have the complete Dario Argento collection. Because I mean, he's done some really awful movies, but he's also done some really cool movies. Yes, yes. And his daughter, Argento, uh, is beautiful, and um, you know that matters to me. But um, just uh, to recap, my picks uh, for this week um, really were, um, or this month, or this year, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Annihilation that I really liked. Um, you know, I thought Natalie Portman did uh, really well in there, and um, she was top build cast. And, uh, you know, I'm sure she uh, is good at making money. And um, A Quiet Place, and uh, Mandy, I really uh, enjoyed 
Hernandez discussed. Um, in terms of like the scariest I saw was um, without a doubt Hereditary. Um, you know that really uh, that really um, blew me back. Um, yeah, Halloween. I just you know it, I thought it was pretty mediocre, but you know yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. And the yeah. Predator was my was both the scariest and scary that it got made yeah that that's scary yeah it's scary that somebody like you know i mean it's scary that who who were the producers real quick do you know who produced that movie because i'm just i'm just wondering the studio fucking greenlit it and they should have pulled a uh a solo or um you know, that just reshot the entire thing instead of uh, yeah, it's just letting that Shane go Black out. Shane Black does like like we've mentioned earlier. He's done fantastic Shane movies. Black yeah. does have things accomplishments to be proud of. Yeah. You know, this isn't like uh, some guy that acted in the first Predator movie and then you know just decided to uh, you know smoke meth and masturbate for the next three decades and then said, "Hey, I want to direct another movie." Like you know, this is a guy that has um done things that he can be proud of yeah, and yeah. um you know, and the same thing with uh writer uh fred decker i mean it just does not make sense that um i, I wonder oh, if uh, the so production company just saw like oh shane black fred decker yeah oh you're greenlit yeah whatever whatever <laughs> whatever you want to do we're not going to get involved like go for it you know what I mean? like, yeah yeah like, like we we trust you guys you won't embarrass us like you know what i mean just you know give a give us something you know of quality and you know we'll stand behind you yeah. well if that is what some executive did then you know wow boy did they ever learn i mean maybe something good can come from this and that be like you know more careful screening of um <laughs> you yeah. know uh you know future um you know remakes or sequels or prequels or whatever um but uh yeah what goddamn motherfucker what a piece of shit <laughs> fuck you shane <laughs> fuck you for that I don't give a fuck what you guys have done. I will fucking punch you in the face if I see you in the street. That was a terrible fucking movie. God damn it. And that's all I have to say. All right, so uh, before we uh, uh, sign off, uh, you, what's your next movie that you plan to like? You know, watch whether it's from last year or Woody or from this year. Well, um, like I said, um, tomorrow I want to. Finish watching the uh, original Suspiria, and um, like, what do I want to watch? Like movies that haven't come out yet, or just something like, that you haven't seen that just... you were interested in that came out maybe last year or this year, or that's coming up this year. You know, what's next on your watch list? Pretty much. Um, well, I was thinking yeah. about watching the um, movie Upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah. Um. It was something. It was a film that you had um, recommended. Definitely so, more um, sci-fi than horror. I think that's the only reason it doesn't quite make my list. But it definitely has like some RoboCop type vibes to it. Oh yeah. And like it was a surprise hit to me. Like that film. Uh, like I didn't yeah, think it was, was going to be well very good, but like it, it actually surprised me, and I really, I really enjoyed it. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, definitely something you should check out. Um, well, that that was um, one of the uh, movies I wanted to uh, see next, and um, I was also um, 
God damn, I can't remember. You know what? Um, it was one of the films in the uh, list that you. Oh, um, it was it was in the list that you had sent me of um, recommended viewing it's material. Like it was twenty five called... different movies. I think I saw last year. So, uh, well, I can't you know, remember. like yeah. I said, like. I wouldn't have seen half the movies that yeah. I've seen or, you know, uh, I should, I should say uh, I use movie and film differently. Like uh, movie, I don't know, movie, I'll get into this at a later time, but yeah, like yeah. a film is a film and the movie's a movie. A flick is a flick. Like when I see a work of art, I like to call that a film. Yes. You know, that that's like uh, a three, a two is a movie and the flick is a one. Like, I, I think that sometimes we, um, you know, kind of do a disservice to a movie like, like Mandy, for example. Yeah, like, I uh, would say like, hey, yeah. that is a good horror flick. Like, that was film. That yeah. was a man who really sat down and had a great idea and went out and, you know what I mean? And there were, were, wasn't a ton of special effects. No, used yeah. like this was a guy who like really went out and he was able to get a war a decent cast in with a very original idea and he produced a beautiful film <laughs> and you know so uh, you'll notice that i refer to you know different um different uh you know vernacular uh, different media to, uh, um, yeah. I, I use so I'll use different um, descriptions. So, um, but that was great. I mean, and, I'll say uh, flick yeah, film there... movie. It doesn't matter to me. Like, oh, but yeah, I get, yeah, I get your no. meaning. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. But, like, uh, like bad, bad, bad '80s horror, which is like one of my favorite uh, genres, is just the bad '80s horror that we used to watch. Um, yeah, we we'll used have to do an episode of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, like those are flick. I mean, it's all good. It's just some movies I feel like I cheapen by calling them a movie or a flick. Like I, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just silly I do that. But um, you know, some things I'll refer to as a film rather than a movie or a flick. But um, yeah, upgrade was something I wanted to check out. And um, oh, the other movie was um, you might be a killer. You had oh, recommended yeah, was, that uh, to me. It was you like a it was comedy. A comedy. Yeah, a horror comedy. It was it was definitely uh interesting. I I enjoyed it. I mean, at the end, I I don't don't say you need to like rush out and see it, but it, if it's on your list, like I would check it out at some point. But, uh, well, like I said, you know, you yeah. had given me like a pretty um, comprehensive, um, you know, list of what you thought was, um, you know, essential uh, viewing material, and Definitely I'd like to, uh, you know, kind of yeah, too. Yeah, I'd like to kind of go through that, and that way we can have a more productive dialogue um, in future casts. Yeah. Um, uh, but, the uh, next next on my list is. Um... Apostle is a net Netflix film. I don't know if you've uh, seen it or heard. Uh, of it. The Apostle that I've seen was with Robert Duvall. No, no, where no. He's no. Like no, this, a, and Billy Bob Thornton. No. This, <laughs> this this came uh, out. This came out years ago. <laughs> no, this this came out last year, I believe. It was straight to Netflix, but it was directed by the uh, the guy who did the. He's most known for the Raid flicks. The mm. uh, the I believe they're oh. Indonesian martial arts. Films. Yeah, I like, actually, I actually am privy to them. Yeah, they're fantastic films, and he had actually done um, a segment on the VHS two uh, movie, the the Safe Haven segment, which is uh, you know about like a um, 
people going to investigate this cult um and then like you know there's demons and shit um yeah. so that was so he had like a, at least a l- little short horror but like he's mostly known for his uh action movies and and this one seems interesting it's like takes place in like oh what is it 1903 or something like that let's see i have it 1905 and it's about this uh, dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister from this religious cult on an isolated island so that would that and I, i've heard good reviews about that i think that's next on my list well so. i mean i i do like cults so yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean that that definitely be something to check out there's also something um that you had recommended um not the purge but something with purge in it you the had first told purge. me about <laughs> the... i mean i saw the purge i actually enjoyed that movie um that there's was, like four that of them a now. few years back yeah. um but there was something you know when i see purge i just you know i'm automatically attracted to that word yeah so um you know you had uh, sent me you had sent me a list of you know maybe like 15 or 20 films and one of them was about purging i think it was and the first purge which is like a almost a prequel maybe, yeah. to it and they go into i really i don't know i kind of like that universe because it's almost you can just it uh, i didn't really like the third one that much because i what i liked about the purge movies were like they could all be separate stories that happened to yeah. take place over that night and the third one kind of brings over a character from the second one and so it kind of makes it like a direct sequel when it could have just been like another of you know another purge with following another group of people i even checked out the uh the the tv series too which was uh interesting but uh we'll talk about uh tv next week We'll yeah, talk about yeah. our favorite TVs um, next like week. I'd like to give a shout yeah, out yeah. to uh, The Haunting of Hill House. No, no, um, we'll wait till we'll wait till next week. We'll talk, we'll talk about it. All We're right. Already, well, yeah, uh, I'd just like to say yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. something I'd really like to uh, yeah. discuss in uh, length. So if anybody happens to ever listen to this at any point in their lives, um, we will be talking about that yeah. next week. And um, it will it will be heady, as a uh, friend used to say. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, so. so if you're uh, listening, uh, keep an eye out on our uh, the the Facebook group page. Uh, you can find us under uh, Bright Central. Um, uh, this episode will be on iTunes. Uh, let me make sure I get the uh, exact correct address because the uh, I have a page, but I don't use the page that much. But I suggest joining the group. Uh, are, are we uh, are we giving out emails or are you just going by the if facebook you want to give out page? your email i usually just give out the facebook thing All and right, yeah, people that, can that contact works. us um, through there yeah because i'd like it if um if um we got something wrong um if there's any uh you know constructive criticism or anything like like that you know i'd, I'd like to uh, get people's feedback so oh, yes, um, because it's... me and kevin we will correct ourselves if um we got something wrong yeah and um you know i won't uh, correct I'd my like opinion to, uh... about predator but i'll correct the fact uh, that i yeah, misspoke yeah, about yeah, yes <laughs> no way we got that wrong so if you disagree with us with that this is coming from me go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah but, but any, feel free to any, discuss anything, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming from me not kevin yeah. i say go fuck yourself but it's uh, um, facebook.com slash groups slash fright central and that's how you can join up i'll i'll add you immediately Feel free to post your favorites from last year, and uh, and uh, we'll talk about it. And I usually post a lot. I didn't get into uh, much news uh, this week, but I usually always, every day, I'm usually posting something new coming up, whether it's a trailer 
or some announcement about a video game or something uh we'll eventually uh we'll touch on all aspects and uh maybe get yeah, some other people on this like podcast as well about, uh, yeah. some video games yeah that'd, yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah well, yeah. we'll, we'll do all that all right well uh it was nice talking to you